I want to welcome you back to day three, 1 Corinthians chapter 10. These are some interesting verses we're going to read today. Most people, as they read these the first time through, they think, what do they have to do with what we just read about temptation? But a closer look shows you they have everything to do with what influences your life and the direction that you go in life. In fact, as I read these verses, 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 14 to 22, I want you to listen for how often Paul uses the word participate or become a part of or be together in. That's the key word in this passage. 1 Corinthians 10, 14 to 22. Therefore, my dear friends, flee from idolatry. I speak to sensible people. Judge for yourselves what I say. Is not the cup of thanksgiving for which we give thanks a participation in the blood of Christ? And is not the bread that we break a participation in the body of Christ? Because there is one loaf, we who are many are one body, for we all partake of the one loaf. Consider the people of Israel. Do not those who eat the sacrifices participate in the altar? Do I mean that a sacrifice offered to an idol is anything or that an idol is anything? No, but the sacrifices of pagans are offered to demons, not to God. And I do not want you to be participants with demons. You cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of demons too. You can't have a part in both the Lord's table and the table of demons. Are we trying to arouse the Lord's jealousy? Are we stronger than he? In these verses, Paul is talking about what influences our lives. And the key word, it all revolves around this word, participate. You noticed I just read the cup is a participation in the blood of Christ. He's talking about the Lord's Supper here. He says the people of Israel participate in the sacrifices of the altar. He encourages them not to participate with demons in what they eat. And he says you can't have a part, participate, part, in both the Lord's table and the cup of demons. What is he talking about here? Well, this word participate is the Greek word koinonia. Those of you who have heard a number of sermons have heard that word before. Koinonia is the Greek word for fellowship. It's the relationship that we have with God and with each other. It's the connection that we have. These are verses about the power of fellowship, of influence, of connection in your life. And the principle is this. It's a powerful principle of life. And you cannot violate this principle as much as you might try. The principle is this, fellowship equals influence. Fellowship equals influence. Who you fellowship with is going to be the greatest influence in your life. Now, we often use the word fellowship to describe Christian relationships, but he's not talking about just Christian relationships here. Fellowship can also be with those who are going a different direction. Fellowship simply means I'm going in the same direction as somebody else. I'm doing the things that they do, all the things that they do. I'm in agreement with them. I'm living my life in connected agreement with them. And one of the key decisions I got to make in my life that you have to make in your life is, who am I participating with? Who am I fellowshipping with? Because fellowship equals influence. We tell ourselves that our greatest influence comes through what we think. We like to be sort of prideful about that. Well, if I think it, I'm going to do it. But that's not true of us. If you look at human nature, if you look at any study, the truth of the matter is we are most influenced by who we choose to fellowship with. You tend to think like the people that you spend the most time with. You tend to talk like the people that you spend the most time with. We take on the habits of the people that we fellowship the most with. That's just the way that life works. That's the way that human beings work. We are relational beings. We're not just logical beings. We are most and foremost relational beings, made to live in connection to God and in connection to people who are following God. And if I live disconnected with God, connected with some idea of an idol that I have, 
whether it be materialism or fame or anything else, if I live disconnected from God's people, just living with other people who are living life based on their own selfishness, I'm going to become like what I'm thinking. I'm going to become like who I'm living with. Paul's very clear about this. He says to participate is to become a part of what other people are doing. So as believers, he says, we participate in fellowship with Jesus when we take the Lord's Supper. We're not just going through a ritual. We're connecting with Jesus in that moment. And you can sense it if you sat in a church or in a small group and as you take the Lord's Supper, you eat the bread together, you drink the juice together, and as you do this, you're remembering Jesus, but you're also connecting with Jesus. You, you sense your relationship with him, and that has an influence on you. Taking the Lord's Supper influences your life for good and for God because you're in connection with him. Because of that, Paul says as believers in Jesus, we're not to participate in fellowship with demons through pagan sacrifices. Now, what does this mean? What does this mean today? The word pagan means it's about self and it's about sin. Pagan is all about selfishness. Life is centered on me. So I make up gods that are required to please me. That's what idols are. And they used to be these little stone statues that people made up. And, you know, if I put a little hunk of meat in front of that stone statue, then, then my flocks have to do well. If I put a little piece of wheat in front of that stone statue, then my harvest has to be good. I've made a sacrifice to the statue, so now it has to do what I tell it to do. It's a God that you can control. As Paul writes about this, he says there's more than a false idol going on here. There's something behind why people do this. He says what's behind it is demons. The sacrifices of pagans are offered to demons. Now, what's a demon? A demon is one of those angels of light who fell from heaven with Satan. So demons are carriers of Satan's message, which is the same as it's always been. Satan's message is, if you do this, you can be like God. You can get all the power, you can get all the pride, you can get all the position that you want in life, all the pleasure you want, you can be like God. So in the old days, the idols were named things like Baal or Artemis or Diana. Today, they're named materialism or fame or comfort. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. So to participate to participate, to be a part of living that kind of life that thinks, if only I do this, I'll be rich. If only I do this, I'll be more successful than my neighbor. If only I do this, my pride will be appealed to. It may be a business meeting that you're going to where this is the direction of life. It may be a sales meeting that you're going to. It may be some kind of a church meeting that you're going to. It may be just a gathering of neighbors, a group of guys that get together for breakfast, whoever it is, if the core of that meeting if the direction of that meeting, if what everybody is buying into in that meeting is, if I do this, my selfish needs will be met better than anybody else's. I'll win, you'll lose. Paul says, don't participate in that. Stay away from that. Why? The third thing he says about this, first he talks about the Lord's table. He says, that's where you want to live. And he talks about the demon's table, selfishness. He says, that's not where you want to live. The third thing he says is, you can't participate in both at the same time. This idea that I can come to church on Sunday and serve the Lord, and then on Monday I can have some totally different way of thinking that says, if only I do this, I'll get all my selfish needs met. I'll tip my hat to God on Sunday, and then I'll find my way of getting what I want on Monday. It doesn't work, Paul says. You can't participate in both at the same time. Jesus said it this way. You can't serve God and money. It just doesn't work. So how does this fellowship and life work? How does it really work itself out in everyday life? Let me tell you two unhealthy ways of dealing with this participation, this fellowship. 
this issue that I am most influenced by who I fellowship with. Two unhealthy ways of dealing with this are complete isolation from the world or full immersion in the world. There are some people who, because of this truth, they believe in complete isolation from the world. They think it's not just a matter of participation or fellowship, but any kind of contact. So I can't have contact with anybody in the world. Well, Jesus didn't teach that. Jesus said, I want you to be the light of the world. I want you to be salt in the world. So he's not talking about contact. He's not talking about any kind of relationship. He's talking about fellowship, going in the same direction as somebody else. Be careful of complete isolation. And also be careful of full immersion in the world. This idea that I'm free in Jesus so I can participate with anyone I want, doing anything I want. You're never going to reach someone for faith in Jesus by fully participating in all that they do apart from Jesus. There's this false thought somehow that especially guys have this. If I can say the same words, swear words, I can make the same jokes, I can be involved in the same actions, even if they might be wrong. I love the Lord and they need to see that I'm just a normal human being like they are. I don't want them to think that Christians are judgmental. Well, I understand that. And I understand the reason for that thinking. But by going down that road, you cause them to think something far worse. You cause them to think that Christians are no different. We're just the same. Why would they be attracted to Jesus if you're just the same as they are? All you've got is everything they've got, except you gotta go to church on the weekends. Why become a believer if it makes no difference? So Jesus said, be in the world, love the people in the world, be connected, but don't, don't be of the world. Don't be somebody who's doing all the same things the world does because you're a different person now. What is healthy participation, fellowship? It's I love everyone, I serve everyone, and I fellowship with those who are going the same direction as I am because I understand the power of the influence of fellowship. It's like you're sitting in a boat, and if you're sitting in a boat and you all have an oar, if we're rowing in the same direction, we can make progress. But if we're sitting in a boat and we're rowing in different directions, it doesn't make sense. The person that I'm saying I'm having fellowship with and they're going in a different direction, they're going to get mad at me. I'm going to get mad at them. We won't move anywhere. Or more likely, I'm going to get tired. I'm going to stop fighting. And I'm going to go along just on the ride with them for a while. And then I might just start rowing with them. Because the truth of the matter is, when it comes to fellowship, we tend to go to the lowest common denominator. If you get one person in a room who's really living for Christ, they can bring up the tide of everybody in that room. But if you get one person in a fellowship group who's really living for themselves, it tends to cause everybody to lower themselves to that standard. Well, they can get away with it. Maybe I should too. So Jesus says, Paul says when he's talking about Jesus and who Jesus is in our lives, that you participate, you fellowship with those who are going the same direction as you because you understand the power of that influence in your life the power of spiritually what's going on through the fellowship in your life, the choices you're making. Let's pray right now for God's wisdom in those choices. Jesus, I need your wisdom. We need your wisdom. We don't want to stand off from the world. We don't want to act as if we've got something and no one else has it and we don't want you to have it. We want to be light to the world. We want to be, we want to be salt to the world. We want to be your love in the world. And just like you were involved in the world around you, we want to be involved. But Lord, we don't want to fellowship with the things of the world selfishness and sin and pride. So Lord, help us to see the dividing line in our own hearts. Help us to see that place where we cross over that line and help us to not even get close to it. Help us to realize and to admit in our own hearts the power of fellowship and who we're fellowshipping with. And if there's a choice I need to make, a change I need to make, show that to me right now, Jesus, I pray. In your name, amen. 
Tomorrow, Paul's going to talk together with us about how mature believers begin to see the freedom that they have in Christ. 